time you come on over I just wanna listen I know you got some issues And I know that you just miss him I got a fever just to see you Feeling like a stalker And didn't know I'm really good At making you feel awkward I kind of just want to jump into the story of you lying naked and someone sending a laser pointer into your room. That? No. Okay, what episode is this? <laughs> what episode So you were is in your this? room and you just saw a, a laser okay, pointer? Okay, so I was in my room and, okay, because Vince was talking about how he was lying naked in his room and he I looked, actually was standing naked. Oh, you were standing? standing there, yeah. Like standing there, like just standing, I, I, facing the window. Yeah. I don't know why. I just was standing naked in my apartment. That's what happens when you live alone. You stand you, but, naked sometimes. But you just was standing. You were standing, and then he saw somebody look. He looked up, and he saw somebody like staring at him. No, I looked up, and immediately I saw the building across from me, and the curtains closed. So and they were like, they were like looking at me, and then they were like, "Oh fuck!" And they shut, and they, they closed their. The curtains. thing is, you're on the second floor, which is totally like people can see you right? technically i'm on the well i mean i i'm by name i'm on the second floor but i'm really on the third floor i'm on the ninth floor so i figured no harm in being naked in my own apartment on the ninth floor with my windows open because no one can see right yeah probably not because um yeah this one time i was just laying on my bed like i was it was nighttime so my lights were on which is probably when people can see into it because your lights are on you know and all of a sudden just it was it wasn't a normal laser pointer. It was like this weird fancy laser pointer. Like like it was green and swirly and stuff. And so anyway, someone was pointing that into my room like flashing it repeatedly and it freaked me out because yeah, I was naked and I was like, "What?" You know, so I like closed the windows and then I like peeked out cuz like looking to see where it could have come <laughs> from and I couldn't find the source. That but whoever was doing that, like I have to give them an applause. Why? I, I would pro- if I had a laser pointer at hand, I would be doing the exact same thing, just pointing it towards people's apartments, just freaking them out, especially if they're lying around naked. Yeah, I was really freaked out. I was freaked out. It uh, freaked me out. Imagine, okay, imagine if you were with your friends in the other building and there's a naked person and you you guys are just flashing it, and then they close the curtains, and then a couple minutes they peek out. You would be laughing your ass off. Do not, not lie. You no, would. I don't. Do, I don't do that stuff though. I don't. I'm not into like humiliation. Yeah, I'm not into humiliating people. I just because I empathize too much. I would. I would just be like, oh, what, you know, look at this loser naked. <laughs> like, <laughs> I already feel bad for them. <laughs> How's that for humiliation? <laughs> I don't even know what episode we're on. And I- oh, we, okay, so we are kind of backed up. Like we last week, we recorded episode seven of Mutually Awkward, but we've been we've both been pretty fucking lazy, and I haven't even finished editing that episode. So not just lazy, we've been busy at no, work bu- too. I, I said busy. You said lazy. I said lazy. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Oops. excuse me. I exchanged the wrong word. Maybe one of us has been lazy, one of us has been busy. <laughs> no, but I would say we're both because then you have some late nights at work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so <we're both> busy. <laughs> busy. And you know, I think I'm just used to saying lazy. <laughs> <laughs> Lazily busy. Lazily Busily busy. lazy. Yeah. Whatever. But by the time this episode is out, episode seven would have long been out for a couple of days at least. So we are on episode eight. Welcome to Mutually Awkward, episode eight. I'm Paige. I'm Vince. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this week has been really busy, but starting Thursday, it got awesome. 
Mine, so, did, mine didn't get awesome. Oh, you're, you were like... Okay, so Thursday... It got awesome on Saturday. Yeah. For like five hours, and then it got shitty. So it was a pretty shitty week. <laughs> that will, we'll, we'll get to that. Let's get, let's okay, let's Thursday. start with the positivity. Let's keep it with the positivity. Um, so before Thursday, we were all planning to go see this really great sounding band called Dune Rats at um, this venue called Hidden Agenda in Hong Kong. In Hong Kong. This is my favorite venue in Hong Kong. It's, it's located near the station, now Gao Kok. And it's my favorite place. And yeah, there, there's this, great, this really cool Australian band. Um, I, want, I want to say, read how they describe themselves because I was already sold on them. Um, was, uh, Dune rats are three hyperactive stoner cunts who didn't come here for a haircut. Didn't come here for a haircut. <laughs> It says <laughs> their genre is described as Dunecore Stoner Pop, and their record label is DIYish as fuck. <laughs> I mean, there you go. I actually was excited for this show, and oh, and their like their font that they use to their band and stuff is all like Sega Genesis ish. So I'm like, fuck yeah! I don't even need to hear the music. And when I did, it was like great. So I was super psyched for the show. Mm-hmm. Um, our friend Christine mm-hmm. was like, she had seen, I guess they had played in her hometown in South Africa, mm-hmm. like way back in the day. So she knew about them and was in, all up for it. So we were all set to go. And I actually, the funny thing was, as we were leading up to it, I was getting really depressed because I was thinking, oh, fuck, it's really busy this week. I'm not going to be able to make this show. This might be my last great Hong Kong show before I leave. And I really want to go. And work's going to be crazy. And then Thursday came and, you know, I got to leave on time and it turned out that Paige was the one who had ended up working yeah, late. Yeah, it was like I really wanted to go, but man, this week has not been my week. I've been um coming to work super late. Not on purpose. It's like the first time accident. Second time's like, yeah, it's not gonna happen again. Two days in a row. I came to work at like ten thirty on Wednesday. Which is like actually early for me still. But it's it's late for me. And then on so I was like, oh, it's cool because I'll be on time the next day. Thursday, I arrived to work at 11. I was like, holy shit, you know? And then, um, so because of that, there's no way I could have left on time to go to a show. Like, it would just reflect really badly on me. And people were already, like, panicking that morning, you know? It was really hectic. I kind of got lectured and stuff. So, yeah, I was kind of, I just knew already. I was like, I can't go. Like, if it wasn't a busy, if it was a chill, if it had been like a Tuesday or something, I could have probably. What what time did you end up leaving that night? Nine ish. See, that's the fucked up thing though, because we ended up getting to the venue maybe around nine thirty, uh-huh. and they had it, and the first band had just finished. Really? Yeah. So I was because I actually there was a moment where I got out and I was like, could I have made it to the show? I had a feeling I could, mm-hmm. but I was just mentally and physically just so tired. I just like I just want to eat and I just want to go home, and so that's what I did. Yeah. <laughs> well, the show itself was really good. Mm-hmm. There were these two bands that opened. Were they, they local? Yeah, they were local. They were good, uh, but like typical loud rock music. So they're like forgettable. I mean, good energy, but like n- not really. They're like, they're okay. Um, it was my, our new coworker slash friends first time in here. Actually, everyone, everyone who was there. Um, how so? I guess we should give them all fake names. So there was Christine, Bob, um, Dennis, 
Deningo. <laughs> Dennis. Dennis. We'll go with De- that's a new rhyme. All right, Dennis, quote Dennis, and Bailey. Bailey. Yeah, Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a real name. Flamingo. Flamingo? All right, we're going to call him Flamingo. I mean, but like... I'm, I'll, there, there are so there are only oh so many names that um rhyme with flamingo. But. <laughs> all right, let's go with flamingo. We have to go with flamingo. So we all went. So it was, it was actually all of their first times at Hidden Agenda. Which you I was and pre- Christine, yeah, and Bob, yeah. Oh, so I was pretty shocked. Yeah, but, but um, yeah, they they all liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, freaking Dune Rats played, and immediately like we just start. I we started first dancing a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I just jumped into a mosh pit, mm-hmm. like I, because well, oh, because Christine and Bailey were like dancing together. So at one point, I just jumped into them, and then we just started a mosh pit, and mm-hmm. Flamingo went crazy, mm-hmm. and yeah, and then like, and some of the other people in the crowd, they were like, "Was it a big crowd?" No, it was actually was not super big. Oh, I, I thought it would be really packed. It was not. It was not super packed, and like actually, we were like the only expats there, except for like two, two photographers. Uh-huh. But aside, we were like the only ones there uh-huh. that were like not locals. But there's a really fun show. Um, and then at one point I found, oh, um, we were, I guess we were talking about movies and stuff. And then Bailey mentions that, oh yeah, I used to like Netflix Gilmore Girls all the time. And then I just lost my shit. I'm a big Gilmore Girls fan. So we like actually went into like this long conversation about it. And everyone's like, I'm sorry, just talk. Like quietly talking. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that. That ended up being a really successful night and a really good show. Like, one of the best bands I've seen in a while. Mm. Um, After that, Friday the next day uh, was pretty chill. Um, After work, I I saw um, one of my friends. um, We hung out with my friend C. (laughs) (laughs) What is called? I like Jem. Jem? No, that's That's, that's a name. That's a guy's name. No, Gem is a girl's name. Gem. Well, Gem is not even a name. G-E-M. Yeah, it is. Gem. No, Diamond. That's a stripper's name. <laughs> How about um Chandelier? Chandelier. Okay, you're thinking of like the most weirdest <laughs> names. <laughs> Flamingo. So we hung, I hung out with C, who I hadn't seen a lot of... Th- so, oh, because this is kind of like the beginning of my final tour. So I'm seeing friends for the last time, or goodbyes, and like final hangouts. I'm um, a good time. I, I got this awesome... We got drinks and Thai food, and I had this awesome beer called this awesome beer from Japan called Wednesday Pussycat, hmm. and the name was amazing. Um, but yeah, good stuff. A, a pretty chill Friday. Saturday, I went to our friend's um, birthday party, mm-hmm. which was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I went with this really cool girl that I met a couple weeks ago, who's also a, like a filmmaker. Um, so we went to our friend uh, Bellatrix. <laughs> Bella <laughs> Strange. No, 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 no. No, I was thinking about her, what name to use for her earlier. Um, because um, D D. No, I don't know. You didn't go over this with me. D. I guess we hung out with our friend D. Yeah, yeah D D. With our friend D, it was her birthday. Um, she was actually our friend who who published our first zine, like like, mm-hmm. uh, like <laughs> <laughs> You could buy it online at uh, <laughs> support us now. Yeah, Smalltunepress.etsy. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was her birthday. It was a, that party was really chill. Mm-hmm. It was like full of like like this was I think this might have been one of the few like 
pretty much all local parties that I've been to, mm-hmm. except for like maybe two other one. There's like one dude from Michigan there, mm-hmm. and one dude from like the Czech Republic. And so well, like check. yeah, check 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 Republic. <laughs> Besides that, like yeah, and it was really everyone was super chill. Everybody was like all artists, mm-hmm. and the guy who did you go to her house? No, it was like her friend's house. Okay, and his friend was like. Or her friend was like, um, he taught film studies. Mm-hmm. And so he actually, had a sh- I was like rating his shelf to see, because I like looking at people's shelves to see what they have. And he actually had like VH- VHS tapes of like old Godard French movies. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, yeah, VHS, whoa. And I got really nostalgic for VH- VHS, I can't talk, <laughs> VHS tapes. I like them. Yeah, <laughs> I guess you're not really that nostalgic um, for them. No, because you have to rewind them. Like a yeah, while. but okay. So everybody knows now how cassette tapes have kind of made a comeback. Like, band- do you think VHS tapes will make a comeback? I think so. You think so? Yeah, I think they will. I think they will at some point. I feel like, okay. So I always feel like when things make a comeback, you know, there has to be some sort of. There is a nostalgia with VHS tapes, but at the same time, I feel like the function of it now, like, like first of all... Okay, okay, first of all, why do you think cassette tapes have made a comeback? I think it's portable. Does this sound better, though? I heard they don't. They don't sound better. Yeah. I don't think so. But, but did it, did, are they the comeback of cassette tapes? Are they as big as, like, vinyl? Um. Well, vinyl is... Well, I mean... If, Depending on who you talk to, vinyl has always, always had meaning. But like within the last year or so, I don't know. I don't know if it's all over the world. But at least in LA, I think in LA, yeah, the cassette tapes are. But I mean, I, for, I feel like because a documentary just came out called like Rewind This about like the whole history of VHS, mm-hmm. and I follow some people on Twitter who are like VHS historians. Um, I feel like it could come back with cassette tapes. I don't know. I feel like. My nostalgia of it could come from the the romantic feeling of making a mixtape. I have more nostalgia for cassette tapes than I do for VHS. Did you ever have a time in your life where you made mixtapes? I did. I still remember sitting by the with my boombox and then the cassette tape and having listening closely to the radio and yeah. like <laughs> recording. And I spent I'm I spent a good afternoon. And it was lovely. It was a lovely day. <laughs> you, know, you know, you know what? I think that in a way that might have been our earliest creative projects. Just trying to make awesome mixtapes and like of the and have the songs in and order. This is okay. And this is when my graphic design stuff started happening because I was like ten when I was doing this. So I'd make the mixtape, and then I would be so into making like the cassette wrapper, like you know. And the, I yeah. made mixtapes. I didn't even make mixtapes for other people. It was all for myself. No, most of them were for. I made. I made. Actually, I've never made a mixtape for anyone else. I made mix CDs later for yeah, other people. Yeah, yeah. But all the, the tapes m- were for me. Yeah, I made a but, and, and I made a great mixtape. Like, and I just had like yeah. So I had my little rappers, and I think at the time I was um I had a subscription to Nickelodeon magazine, and I love Nickelodeon magazine because they had these like really cool graphics, and they actually that's what I start why I started to make mixtapes because they gave these like. Um, templates to make the cassette wrappers and stuff. So that's what I used to do as a kid, and it was it was fun. I see. It was. I don't have that for VHS tapes because so, yeah. I, I don't know how to make. Well, keeping it on mixtapes. What do we have now? We just I guess essentially it's for playlists. A little playlist, but it's, it's just a playlist. But, yeah, and you just drop it in, and, and like, but how is it's not the same? Because I'm making a mixtape. You you have to like 
you, you need it would take as long it would take longer than the actual like how long the duration of the tape is to play yeah. so it was a it was a project it would it would take time it would take a good amount of hours to create a good mixtape yeah and oh yeah it was so good and, and it's, <laughs> not, it's not to say and, and you can't and even if you wanted to make a mixtape for someone it's not the same as making a playlist that's true you know? like a mixtape was like it's dedication. First of all, it's dedication yeah. and it's patience. And it, patience yeah. to wait for that song to come back onto the radio. Yeah. <laughs> or even or even if you're making them from other tapes too, or from other oh, CDs. I used to have like, the two. I was not advanced. I, I, I used to have like, a, for like my birthday one year, mm-hmm. I got like, you know, a double tape player stereo. So mm-hmm. I could like tape stuff from other tapes to this tape and make really I, good mixes. I, we had that, but I didn't even know that was possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have made my life so much easier. <laughs> and have, have you ever read the book High Fidelity? No. No. Was Actually, it? I haven't read it or seen the movie. The book's better. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie's really good too. The movie's a classic. Mm-hmm. But like, there's this whole part where like the art of making a mixtape, and it's like if you're making a mixtape, well, I mean, obviously, I didn't follow this when I was a kid, but like this guy is like is like the perfect mixtape. All the songs have to be from the same decade. Has to be the same genre. You can't repeat the same artist. Mm-hmm. Like all these, it has to end perfectly and begin perfectly. Where the in the era of playlists, it's not gonna. It's not doesn't really have the same feeling. And also with playlists now, you can put like a thousand songs on there. You know. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like it serves its purpose if you just want to. Because I have playlists I make for work where I just dump songs, so like it's never ending. Because I'm there for like eight hours. You know. But there's this kind of beauty to curating, you know, like having a limit to what songs you can put on there. So it has to be this, like the 20 best, most amazing songs, you know. That it's you a want. story. Yes. Yeah. And, and also just like you can't just rearrange the order of it. It has to. It's everything so calculating and just, you know, it's just I was going to say a science, but I'm not a science. <laughs> it's more like a um, planning. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I just had this great idea right now. Like, we should um, make a mix of, like, maybe, like, the first 20 Mutually Awkward episodes and all, all of our outro songs. That's into, cool. I like that. Like, it'll be a playlist. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Good idea. Um, okay, so back to VHS tapes. Um, I think the nostalgia will come from finding really rare, obscure movies. Because there's some movies that came out on VHS way back in the day that they weren't big enough that they just never got a dvd release and they're just they're just lost forever and i always read about people finding actually one of the vhs like historian guys i follow on twitter like he's always posting like new vhs finds and of movies that were never like converted to dvd that's cool see the reason i think the reason why i never thought too much about it is because i just not uh, as into movies and stuff so yeah. i just like don't think about it but that would actually be really cool yeah i mean there's got there are like and like these really bad movies that are like like the room mm-hmm. like movies like the room that are hidden that, that never hidden uh, gems yeah hidden gems <laughs> that are waiting to be discovered <laughs> <laughs> i like that these like video archaeologists you know yeah exactly. <laughs> digging into people's suburban homes attics and basements yeah <laughs> <laughs> And I think that's where, like, the VHS craze, if it ever comes back, that that's where it will come from. Mm, cool, yeah. cool, cool. And so that conversation came from the story of the party. So back to, <laughs> so back to Saturday right. night. okay. So back to Saturday night at um, Dee's party. Um, yeah, so the party was super chill. And the girl that I went with, we actually started talking about how, like, we're, we were both introverts. Mm-hmm. And that, like, and, like, we were, this is, like, a rare time where we were actually at a party full of introverts. And we were, we were saying like, wow, this party, because this is actually, this girl, this girl is really interesting because she's from 
she was born in Shenzhen. Mm-hmm. So, but she's just moved to Hong Kong. And we, and we were saying she, she got, since she's gotten here, she hasn't really been to like that many like part, like local parties. Mm-hmm. And we were both saying like, wow, it's really cool to be at a, a pure introvert party. Like where, cause the, the temperament like was just perfect. Everyone was just super chill, having a good time. There was a corner where people were just sitting on the floor talking quietly. <laughs> and like family guy was playing on the TV and like, like one dude was like doing Dee's hair and like he was like arranging her hair to like match the crucifixion of Christ. It was really <laughs> funny. And yeah, it was just it was just super chill, super fun, good music. Um it was one of the best parties I've been to in a mm-hmm. long time. No one even got super drunk. It was just a, like some wine and that's pretty much it. Yeah, suddenly I realized maybe the reason why I've been drinking more is because I have to go to these extroverted parties. So like okay, so so for me on Saturday, so I went to work and then at 10 p.m., I went to karaoke with, um, so one of my boxing friends, she's moving to Shanghai. So she did like a going away thing. Right. Like I thought because she had started a thread on Facebook with me and just my boxing friends. So I thought it was just going to be us. I was like really excited. I was like, yeah, you know, because if, because if I had known it was not just going to be us, I might have said no. But thinking it was just for us, I go there. Right when I opened the door, it was just all these people I didn't know. I'm right, just froze, and her, she ran up to me, and she was like, sing now, you know, and I was, and she like, she was already kind of drunk, so she like, was trying to force me to sing and dance and stuff, and I was like, I can't, and stuff, she's like, why not, and I was like, I'm, I'm really shy right now, and stuff, like, I didn't look at anyone, I didn't know who was in the room, because I didn't want to see, Yeah. and then, what helped was we moved to a bigger room, so there was just more places to hide in a way, you know what I mean? But then I start, immediately started drinking, and then, like, in an hour, I was, like... <laughs> you were drunk. <laughs> I was completely, like, diva mode at that point. But most, but also half the people had left already, so it was just easier and stuff. But I think maybe that's why, because I feel, like, so much pressure to be on that I have to be, like, inebriated to do it. Which is, it, it's fun. I, I I enjoy it and stuff, but... I've actually never been to an introverted party. I mean, going to a gig at the smell is pretty much all introverts there. So, like, yeah. it's pretty much like that. So, I, so actually, I've, if you count going to gigs, like, like those kind of shows, mm-hmm. I've been to a lot then. And I, I said, or I think I told you before, like, oh, I've, I've been learning how to be more comfortable around extroverts. And mm-hmm. it's cool and it's chill. And I like it. And yeah, I've been going to those extrovert parties too. And it's been fun. But it was nice this weekend, like being back in a, a pure, like yeah. p- just pure, like my people. And yeah, definitely, definitely good stuff. Like you should try it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, usually when I hear parties and I don't know any of the people who are going, I usually like don't want to go because, and then one of my coworkers, she, cause she's super introverted. I knew she w- was thinking about bailing and stuff, but one of our friends like, like. Which, which coworker? Give her a name. You have to give her Veronica. a name. Veronica. Veronica, who's Veronica? Oh, okay, okay, <laughs> Veronica. <laughs> um, so, cause she's always notorious for bailing, cause she and stuff. But then one of her friends was like, "Where are you? Better come and stuff." So she's like, "Fine." And she came, and she had a. I thought she was gonna leave early, but I think she had a lot of fun, so it was nice. And then, um, and I think because I knew them, it was easier. If they hadn't been there, there, I don't think I would have gone to the level I went to. I went, I, cause I went very far. <laughs> I found this morning I woke up and I had a huge bruise. I normally don't bruise easily, so I was like, okay, that was from last night. I don't know what I did. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, so it was a good it was a good time. Good mm-hmm. karaoke. And your birthday bash is next week. It's gonna be more karaoke. More karaoke, but definitely because I actually so my original idea was I wanted to rent a party tram. 
And I was super excited about this because, um, have we talked about this? I don't, I don't know. It's fine if we haven't. Oh, cool. yeah. So like, um, I've, because I see people riding these trams that are like, you know, lit up and stuff. And these trams just kind of circulate Hong Kong Island. They're kind of like the San Francisco trams, but double-decker. Yeah, and then, like, and then, so the party trams, they have music, and then they have, some Some of them have, like, buffets and stuff. So I was like, oh, my, this is so great. When I'm, before I leave Hong Kong, I have to do this. So I thought, okay, maybe before, so I wanted to do this because I was like, oh, you know, Vince is leaving. This would be kind of a good, like, thing to do. Um, but I kept procrastinating, and a lot of it had to do with the fact that it requires more planning than the usual party because I'm just so used to just being like, let's hang out here and do this, you and, know. And the funny thing is, like, I've been th- like, I know, like I was talking to Christine about like, yeah, there's a party next week, but it hasn't been pl- like, there's no invite or anything yet. What's happening with the party? Because <laughs> so, I was, I was actually just having sex. I was just like, this doesn't feel right. This doesn't feel right. Something's not right. So finally, and so actually on um, Friday. My coworker Veronica was like, "Let me help you look into it." And she like googled the thing, and she's like, "Oh, it's cheap. It's only like fifteen hundred dollars." Um, yeah, you should call them and stuff. I was like, "All right." Today, right before I came here, I I was like, "No, I should look into this some more." Googled it, found out it's fifteen. It's like fifteen hundred per hour, with a two hour minimum, mm-hmm. and then you have to book like two weeks in advance, and you have to like, you have to have the money, all the money. Seven to ten days in advance. And I was like, that's... First of all, that's not happening. You know, that's... And even if I had known this, this, this is just too much planning. Like, this is you, you beyond have to, my... You have, you have to plan like a lifetime Yeah, this is, like, beyond my capacity for planning. Especially with a lot of other shit happening. Yes. And on top of that, you need at least 25 people. Every year, so far that I've been here, like, the pattern is... Besides the first year, it was like, people will come... They'll say, oh, I'm coming. Like, half the people won't come to my party. So I'm like, okay, there is a huge chance people will say they'll come and then they'll bail, but you can't bail on this because it's expensive, you know? So I was like, okay, good thing I actually didn't go through with this because I'm sure of the people who say they're going to come, like half of them won't come. So I have decided to go back to my roots where, you know, a big buffet (laughs) before, (laughs) um, before the karaoke. Yeah. So and karaoke I mean, till dawn. Karaoke till till whenever. I mean, fucking flying pan pancakes afterwards. Yeah, you let's try? do that. Yeah, that sounds great. Twenty seven. Twenty seven. Twenty seven. Right. Twenty seven. Wow, you are you are you are, you are already into the second quarter. Of- I've been into this is this is like one okay so twenty five is what is it mid twenties yeah. 26 you're kind of still holding on to the mid. no you're already late 20s. No, no you're like no yeah kind of mid 20s no, no page the definition <laughs> of mid is middle you can only be 26 mid- can be mid 24 to 26 is mid 20s is that really i, I feel like because no because no because because when you're 24 year. you're holding on to your early 20s i'm 24 no, i'm still in my i feel like 24 you're no longer early 20s really yeah like oh. 24 is your already i feel that's why i feel like well, i'm well way into my late 20s then i i feel like 20 to 23 early 20s 24 26 mid 27 to 29 which is it evens it up it's like yeah okay too late because because it's, i don't think mid 20s can be just one year you know it just doesn't seem that's right you're 20 something and age, right? 24 feels too old to be early 20s okay. so i feel like it has to be that but you've been in your late 20s for a year one year yeah one year yeah i'm about to enter it 
It's welcome to. It's horrible. <laughs> oh, it gets worse, does it? Because this year has been odd. <laughs> I'm tired, falling apart. I get weird bumps on my arms, like things. Your body is changing, like <laughs> your body is changing. No, that's true. I still remember. I, this is when I was 23, and I was not. I mean, I never worked out before until I moved here. So I still remember, and this is when I was basically bedridden out of just sheer laziness. So I was like pretty much in bed all day. Like that's where I would work. That's where I would hang out, you know, like on the computer. And I remember one day, and also I think my mattress was really soft, but one day waking up and just having these aches and pains I never had before. <laughs> and I was just completely just, I was like, what's happening to me? I'm only 23. <laughs> but... I found a hair growing on my ear. What the? What, what's up with that? I noticed my nose hairs are like longer than yeah. usual. I'm like, I have to pull this shit out, you know. <laughs> and then, like, you know, before no, I would never get sick. Yeah. This year, I was I was like sick for like oh, two months almost. Yeah, it takes me longer to heal. <laughs> One thing I do notice that I am getting older though that I recover from hangovers a lot quicker. That is either that's a good thing or maybe I'm just getting better at handling alcohol in general. <laughs> I think. It's your better because hangovers don't get easier. I from what I have been told. I've been I don't know. That means you probably handle last, your last alcohol I, better. Last time I drank a lot and like I got a call from my friend like, oh I'm so hungover and I woke up early that morning. I'm like, yeah, I'm already watching TV. I'm fine. And I had a coffee. I'm great. I had a hangover today. It wasn't that that bad though. But I've had no. I've had. See every like night after drinking, I have like I have a like, hangover. So I feel like my body it is could like, also flushed be, out. It also could also be the the type of alcohol you're. Because I found out that, yeah, if I drink, because yesterday I, I drank whiskey, but I also drank, like, vodka, like, some stuff. So I woke up with a mild hangover. The night that I, this one night I had a lot of vodka, I, like, it was terrible. Tequila was, like, train wreck. <laughs> like, physically just terrible. Whiskey, I was fine. I only drink beer and wine. I can't so. drink beer anymore. Beer makes me sick. Which sucks. <laughs> beer, because beer's really great. I love beer. <laughs> I like it, too. <laughs> But, yeah, I can't drink that. It sucks. Because, <laughs> like, beer is what you have after a long day of being tired, you know? You open up a beer. Drink. You don't drink whiskey for that. You drink whiskey when you're at the bottom. You're like, fuck, I need a no, whiskey. No, you don't. You drink whiskey when you want to, I, what do like, you, what do you, what, what do you, by the fire. I, what do you drink? What do you drink when you're, like, you know, the darkness is setting, you're at the end of it, and you're in a bar alone? Fucking vodka. Is that what vodka is for? Okay, I, I would know. say that would be pretty bad. I think. I don't like vodka at all. You know, I'm dreading the day, that one day that when I go into a bar by myself <laughs> to Why? have a drink out of depression. <laughs> I've, cause I've actually only been to, I've only been to, I've only got it, I've only been to a bar by myself once. Um, I actually, I, I actually, this story reminds me of, uh, of a story that I was told from like another podcast I heard where the host was talking about his first time at a bar by himself. And that's the same thing where I don't know why. I think I was like somewhere. I was somewhere like in Santa Monica, maybe for a job interview, like the guy in the other podcast, or maybe it was there for it. I was working. I don't remember what it was for, but I, I saw this cool bar that I had went to for a friend's birthday one time and they had my favorite British beer, um, which, which is called Smithwick's. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have you heard of it? It's really good. It's like, I don't want to, I want a Smithwick's. I haven't been there in a while. So I went there in the middle of the day and had a bar. I mean, had a drink at the bar by myself. And it wasn't that awkward. 
There were a couple other older men just drinking. I feel themselves. like I could not go to a bar by myself. Really? Because people were gonna start talking to me. No, it's, it's, really? it's, it's mainly older men and, and like during the day just drinking. Older men, yeah. And one girl. Do you think they wouldn't talk to but me? But they're like, but they're, but no, but it's like it's not like they're not socially. Drinking. Oh, not. It's like not they're just fucking me. drinking. Oh, okay, they're not yeah. there to like. What? Okay. Well, of course, I'm a guy, so of course you're not going to be talking to me, so maybe I'm wrong. Because I just feel like, I've never done it before, I could try it and stuff. During the day, I would not go by myself yeah. at night, but, um, yeah. I still have this horrible memory of, I went to this local bar in West Covina, um, I think it was right before I moved to Hong Kong, I was, like, it was one of the last goodbye outings with my friends, and I'm going to get a drink at the bar and there's just like this 40 something year old lady sitting by the bar by herself and i'm like hey man can i get a new castle and she turns around hi how are you doing and i'm like what the f-? i was like wow this is an obviously super aggressively horny old lady <laughs> and i'm like hey what's up i grabbed my beer and i was like i went to my friends and i'm like Wow. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I smell a young one. <laughs> she was. She was definitely like one of those like old widow ladies. Like definitely need to get some C, some D, some D. <laughs> some C. <laughs> she, she's at the oh, cock, oh. but I guess D makes more sense. Yeah. That's the that's the more common term. <laughs> it didn't make me realize like wow like if I really needed to get laid badly if I just needed to like fuck. I could just go to a bar. Like I, 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 is this? I know that's like the cliche. I had never just went to bars before because I don't drink. I, you know, I don't drink a lot. So mm-hmm. I was like, wow, it's actually true. If I really, you know, that's what they're there for. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so my sister, she's a, an elusive one. Where she's very, very, very hard to track down. Your younger sister. My younger sister. I only yeah. have one sister. Um, so finally, just randomly, we because we'll like text each other. And then she'll always want to talk to me. She's, like, to this day, still unaware of a time difference or doesn't give a shit. I don't know. Because she would text me at, like, 5 a.m. wanting to talk. I'm usually sleeping. So a rare moment where we were able to talk to each other for a little bit. So we, we decided to um do, what is it, um video chat. <clears throat> so we're just talking. And the thing about her is, like, I'm never, I never, like, every time she updates me on her life, I'm actually, I'm always, like, shocked because... Um, so much time has passed that every new thing, and the last couple of years, I would say she's changed so much since when I moved out here. Like, I feel like my life is pretty, at this point, predictable and constant. Even though I've delved into new hobbies, it's pretty much like, okay, I'm either doing my time, I'm gonna go to roller derby or whatever. Yeah. So, she is now a tutor. Like, she does tutoring, and she, um, tutors at a, like, a Korean academy type of situation, and the amazing thing about my sister is that she, like, sh- she's still in school. She's 25. She's still getting her bachelor's or something. I'm not even sure what she's doing. But, um, so growing up, she was always known to be the slacker. She just... I mean, you're, she, a sl- no, you're a fucking slacker, kind of. Okay, I think by society standards, I'm the slacker. But in family, yeah, Asian, Asian family standard... always working these hard she's, jobs and she's always like she, she's like, like she she's kind of scolding you like you should work harder she so she's she's a workaholic she's a workaholic but she's a slacker in the sense of like in school like so she used to you know skip classes all the time she was she's she's always like i'm still shocked i was able to pass high school she was in community college for like six years or five i don't know my math sucks something like that 
Um, so now she's she's trying to be a professor. And I think she's really smart because when we had the huge unemployment like surge in America and mostly every place, right? Pretty sure it's still happening. Yeah, it's still yeah. happening, but it was I, I would say when we graduated, it was pretty bad. Um she was able to get jobs. Like obviously she wasn't like a lawyer and stuff, but she got a job as like a law office, you know, she would get jobs and she didn't even have a degree. So I, I always thought that and she would, so she's had so many jobs. She's been, she's been a waitress, a bartender, um, telemarketer, uh, lawyer's assistant or whatever. Now a tutor. S- secretary. Yeah. And now she's, and this is closer to what she wants to do. So she's like a tutor. But she still doesn't have a degree yet. No. See, at this point, her resume is getting so fucking big, like, it's not even going to matter at some point. Yeah. Like, and so she was telling me she got this job, and she's like, I didn't lie. She was like, I wasn't lying, but they kind of misinterpreted <laughs> the <laughs> truth because they were because they asked, do you have any experience teaching? And she was like, okay, I'm part of this program right now where we're teaching, like, something for, like, kids for, like, speech and debate. I don't know. And she's like, but I just, I said that. She, she said, actually, she applied for this job thinking she wasn't going to get the job. And the only reason she applied was that so she could have experience, like, applying for jobs yeah. and stuff. And so she wasn't lying, but she didn't tell them that, oh, we haven't started courses yet kind of thing or started teaching yet. This is, we're just prepping. But the person who worked there was like, cool, like, you're hired, you know. So she got this job. And then she's basically, actually, I've never seen any of these movies but you know those movies where it's like the teacher and they're like they transform the lives of the students because they're like this maverick type of teacher. Yeah, it's like um, what is that movie where that teacher teaches all those Mexican kids about, yes. math, about math? I don't know. You know what I'm I talking know, about? I know exactly what you're talking about. That, what is that movie? Okay, please email us. What is the name of that movie <laughs> of the Mexican teacher who teaches? The I other I even know the actor. What's it? What? I thought it was something like, is it like Edward James Olmos or something like that? Wait, you know what? Let me just um, search the, the internet I, database. And I think, because it was based, I think the movie was based in East LA. No, it is, because that's my, because my dad went to that high school, and that's like, he's really proud of that story. Like, yeah, that's Garfield High. <laughs> Garfield, that's, Star, why I kinda, that's why I kind of know about it. Mexican but. movie teacher. No, just type in Edward James. East LA. <laughs> Let's see. Stand and deliver. There we go. Yeah. Okay. So she, I was, because she was telling me the so story. She's that, she's that teacher. She's that type of teacher. Because she's, she's a tutor right now. So she's like, oh yeah, she, so she does like one-on-one like kind of tutoring. And then she also does like study hall stuff. And, but anyways, when, so recently her, what is it, director of the school, whatever, they were like, oh, we need you to tutor this kid. He has clinical depression. He's very rude. And he's like, like basically he has like all these problems and stuff and she was like oh my god you know because she's i mean she's pretty green when it comes to this stuff so this is actually i was like well that's a really big challenge right so then they bring in the kid and then the mom was like yeah he's like stupid blah 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 like well and the kid's just like whatever you know like really sad and so oh, she's right in front of him yeah what a bitch and then and then the, the director's like all right stephanie you sit you sit at this teacher desk, this this um the teacher's desk, and the student will sit at this desk so you guys can talk. And my sister's like, "No, I'm not doing that." So she pulls up the chair and sits right next to the kid. And then the director was like, <gasps> "You know," she's like, "Can we like talk privately?" You know? And they're like, "Okay." And so she was saying like the director was kind of like 
didn't like it, but she's like, by the same time, she likes her because she does these kind of these like really cool things, you yeah. know? These bold, <laughs> these bold, moves. These bold new techniques. <laughs> yeah, uh, and so she like sat down and she was like trying to get through the kid, and she was like, it was hard because every time she asked him questions, he'd be like, I don't know. And at one point, he was about to put in his headphones, but she was like, oh, what do I do? She's like, what do I do? She's like, you know what? Let me tell you a story. She's like, don't tell anyone, okay? Because at this school, they're very like, hush hush about where because this is like a prep school like so they're they're like don't tell anyone you go to like this cal state school because it's not good enough or whatever but so she basically told the kid you know i struggled you know going through school and like i went to a cal state school i don't want to like say anything about the names and stuff and then um and he was like suddenly he like started listening because he was like whoa like like, you know, you wouldn't think they would have her teaching him all these things, you know? And then she's like, yeah, for a whole hour, he just couldn't stop talking. He just kept talking to her and stuff. And then in the end, the director was like, yeah, he really liked it. He booked for two sessions and stuff. So I was like, wow. I was like, wow, she's one of those teachers. So I'm like, that's so rad, you know? Wow. And this is and this is from, because she, she, my sister's just really good at de- dealing with people. Like, I, like... The reason why I feel like she got all these jobs was because she's she was so skilled in just talking, you know. And um, in the beginning, it was a lot of it was I I would say from childhood it came from bullshitting, being really good at lying and bullshitting, but it manifested into just being really good at like talking to people. And so um, I think that's why she gets these interviews and then she gets these positions, not having she still doesn't. I don't, yeah, she hasn't graduated. And stuff, you know, I you know? think it's good to bullshit sometimes for this for jobs though. I think if you feel like you know you can do it, you just got to get around. But a lot of it, yeah, for her. She, but at this point, I think this was just in her favor because she wasn't even bullshitting just to get this job. She was just bullshitting, and she wasn't even bullshitting. She was just, I'm just gonna say this because I need this experience. So it yeah. wasn't lying, but it was definitely um, she kind of aimed high in a way. But it's fine, right? And so. I was just like really, really impressed and amazed, and I was like, "Wow, she, yeah, she's one of those teachers that are that are gonna like change the world and become a movie," you know. <laughs> the Stephanie Chan story. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be like the Asian American version. <laughs> yeah, they well, you know, because I guess yeah, it it should come out. Stanley Deliver came out when a lot of Hispanics were getting represented in movies. Now they're getting kind of a represented a lot, so it's time for the Asian Americans <laughs> to get their fucking spotlight, right? <laughs> and have her lead the way. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, segues into like you um, talking about a lot, like you were actually posting a lot of Asian American things on Tumblr. Yeah, I just week. started um, following some um, some kind of yeah, like pro Asian American blogs, and these are like real people who. Obviously, I was like, but it's more like no, oh, not the not the people who aren't real. No, no, no. I meant, I meant like not just like oh, pictures. Of, it was like real experiences, like people talking about their experiences and stuff. Um, a lot of it has to do with just um first hand accounts. Yeah, yeah, first hand accounts. Yeah, and I mean, growing up in that community, it's always just been interesting to me, and I think I'm kind of removed from it right now. So it was kind of like oh, I kind of want to see what everybody what what everyone's doing, kind of kind of thing so i mean one of the coolest things i've learned from it and we talked about this earlier was just like all these historical asian american figures in american history that were not mentioned in my history books the thing is 
I never took like an Asian studies class or anything. I now I really wish I did. You kind of like in the phase. You're kind of like I don't want to fucking hear this shit. Not even that because we didn't. We won't offer those classes in high school and college. I went to an arts college, so they didn't didn't even have that. You know, because I feel like now I would totally do it. But if or if I had gone to a general college, I might have probably taken it and stuff. But um, I just I didn't have the option. But growing up, like. People, it was just not mentioned and stuff. So I always thought Asians coming to the, to the States was a new thing, like in the 70s and 80s and stuff like that. But they were saying they came as early as the first Irish settlers. Well, I mean, but we were at least taught. I mean, it was a horrible thing. But when World War Two, we put, I mean, they put Japanese Which Americans. fucking sucked, by but, the but, way. Yeah, but then, it, but, but then it's like, well, they were, they were Americans. They, but they, at they the were, same time, they were Americans... Yeah, because they were Japanese, they were interned. Yeah, but I mean, I'm, the point I'm trying to make is there were a lot of Japanese Americans during that, I think the 30s. So that's already like... That's true. But they came as early as the first settlers, like the Irish settlers. That was like in the 1800s, which is basically like pretty in the beginning. But they don't get talked about until... But the reason why they were mentioned too for um, was because of World War Two, And suddenly they were... And there was like Japanese Americans. So I just thought, okay... Because, oh, I always knew Japanese Americans were... I always thought, oh, they were here longer, you know? But it was Chinese Americans have been here for, yeah, for a very long time. But, and the first one was apparently this girl. They brought her to, like, the World's Fair or something like that. And basically she was just existed in this, like, life-size display. And all she did was just sit there and, like, eat chops, eat, like, noodles or something to show, like, oh, look at this, like, Chinese person or whatever. It's almost like the freak show fair at the carnival. Yes, so that was the first, yeah, the first Chinese In New York, there were fucking tons of Chinese people in New York. But this was, like, I mean, this was in the 1800s and stuff. But then, since then, so many have come. But I always, but in our history books, it was always, like, oh, Chinese people came, they worked on the railroads, they lived in San Francisco, so you just didn't think about them. You're just like, oh, they're just there, you know? But then I've been seeing a lot of just pictures, just images of, like, Chinese-American women, you know, working on fighter jets. So Chinese-American, like, people, what was, who is it? There was this one dude, can't really remember right now. But it's just, like, the actually, you know, just being, like, the first Chinese-American newspaper kind of stuff. That just, we don't hear about that. And so you just forget that exists, or you don't, you don't think it exists. So that's why I always thought, oh, Chinese-Americans in America new but it's not and it should be at this point it should be part of more like the history curriculum because we're always stuck in this nostalgia oh the first italians and irish settlers came but we're not even getting those kind of immigrants anymore the immigrants that are coming are chinese are chinese people we're we're getting more and more chinese immigrants they've been here just as long as the others so why why are we not learning about that you look at yeah 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 because that's they're the ones who are still coming the the other country I mean, if you go to New York, Little Italy is fucking dying, but Chinatown is growing. Like it's they're gonna be like big part of America in the mm-hmm. future. No one, no one gives a fuck about Italians and well, we don't want to give a But like, I'm just saying. But, but at the same time, no, I I agree to the point where I just feel like no like, no other history, no, no other city has a little Russia. All right, I'm just saying. Like, but our history is just basically they just kind of stay with that and leave it there. I mean, I don't know. I, I've never picked up a textbook from what what are they teaching kids now? I don't know. I'd be. I'd hope they would have more, you know, Americans of other like ethnicities and stuff. I can only hope that, but I also kind of doubt that. I don't know. So, but oh, so I wanted to talk about yes. um since you were posting a lot uh-huh. about like um Asian American immigrants. Um, it reminded me of this story I heard from a friend 
um, about this documentary coming out about like one of the first Chinese American filmmakers in the 1930s. And the not the special thing about her wasn't because she was Chinese American. She was a Chinese American female lesbian filmmaker director in the 1930s. And the movies that she made in America were not even in English. They were in Chinese, which is in Cantonese, which is for the 1930s. It's fucking crazy for American films to be in a different language. I mean, it's still it's still kind of unheard of nowadays. How many American movies right. come out that yeah. are not that are not in English? Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, people complain about subtitles and mm-hmm. shit. But um, yeah, this story blew my mind. And I've been actually wanting to tell you about her for a long time because I know you like this stuff. Mm-hmm. But like when you're posting all that stuff on this week, it reminded me of it. So, let me just read a little thing about it. It's pretty good. I have her saved right here. So, her name is Esther Eng. Born and raised in San Francisco, Eng went to Hong Kong when she was 23 years old and promptly became a celebrated director and celebrity in the local gossip media with her male dress and love affairs with actresses. Oh, yeah. Kinky. <laughs> After helming five films in Hong Kong, Aang returned to San Francisco at the urging of her father before the Sino-Japanese War broke out. But her life and work was little documented in the U.S. outside of the Chinatowns across the country. So she came out with several films in the U.S. The most famous one was Golden Gate Girl, which which actually featured Bruce Lee playing, a two-year-old Bruce Lee playing a little baby girl. Wow. Yeah, two or three-year-old Bruce Lee, yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, and just think about how many like barriers that broke. That's for like, and it just no one knew about it. Yeah, well, here's a picture of her. You want to see what see. she looks like? Yeah, well, we could we'll post it on the Tumblr. We'll post wow. mutuallyawkward.tumblr.com. <laughs> we'll post her picture tonight. <laughs> yeah, that's it's fu- so rad. It's, fu- it's fucking amazing. It's just yeah, it's just like at the same time, you know, it's like. Even though I was like, oh, I wish you took an Asian American history class. But yeah. it's just like, I wish I didn't have to, because to have to take that class to know about these kind of, of people, you know, I'd like to have heard this in the normal history class or something, yeah. you know? Well, this should be, this, I wish I would have learned about this in my filmmaking class. Yeah. Like, this is huge. Yeah. Like, I, I, actually, I was actually shocked that I had never heard of it before. Yeah. Especially, like, yeah. Wow. So Esther Ng, best human right there. <laughs> like, <laughs> see, where are we for time right now? All right, we are at 50 minutes. So I think it's time to dive into our weekly segments. All right. Of, um, you, you mentioned that you do have a cry of the week. It was actually like this morning at like 5 a.m. So you, you made the deadline. This was after a night of karaoke and partying. After a night of partying. So I have, I always know. If I drink, if I sober up when I'm with other people, come home, I'm great. If I come home drunk, bad. I already knew this was going to happen, but you know, what can you do? So I came home, I was feeling like shit, and then I was, like, talking to myself and stuff, and I was like, all right, I'm going to make food, you know, and sober up. It was kind of a blur, because I I don't remember what happened, but at one point, I just lost it, and I was just really upset I made a bunch of tweets that I ended up deleting this morning. Really? Yeah, because I was just like... Because usually I'll tweet drunken tweets, and I'm just kind of like, eh, leave it. So this is, but, this, this is the case of you, because you said whenever you get you come home drunk alone, you go into dark places. Yeah, and and I usually tweet about it, but usually I, I, they're like pretty vague or funny that I just leave it. But this time it was enough where one of my friends from back in the States was like, sent me a direct message. He was like, hey, are you okay, you know? <laughs> Would it be too much to ask for you to like... 
Just I'm not going to repeat. Just repeat one tweet. One okay, tweet. Okay, the tweet I deleted was the one that I mostly did. I, because it was actually such a brutally honest tweet for me. I just said, what did I say? Hold on, hold on. Let me this is a podcast. we got to get personal. Okay, wait, 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 wait. You can cut out the, cut out the time I'm taking okay. to think about it because okay. I have to think about it. Oh, what did I say? I said... Okay. It was more like an observ- observation. So I was like, as I make more... Like, the more... Oh, the more friends I make, the lonelier I get. It's just some type of human truth that I'm only now realizing because I'm a late bloomer. And I was even going to put friends in quotes, but I was like, no, that's even... Wow. That was too harsh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I, was, I didn't. And in the end, I deleted it. Because I was just like, and it wasn't about friends. And you had a good night too. Yeah, but a lot of it was like, and, and it goes back to the whole, um, remember we talked about, I'm still learning how to deal with having more people in my life and being okay with it in my brain, like the mental capacity space, you know, um, I think that was it. Because I was just, I just felt so alone. And you're like, okay, I'm meeting more people, but I feel like there's less people I can count on. You know, there's less people that I can call up and be like, hey. And, or the more people I meet, the more I feel like, oh, they only want to just have fun and party. But when it comes down to the, the deep shit, like everyone's gone, you know? And so, um, so that was, then I didn't start crying. <laughs> but, but the funny thing is, when we think like that, there are actually friends that are there for the deep shit. It's just when we're in that really dark place, we don't think about it. Yes. And that's why I now I deleted it. Yeah. I, like, I mean, I could think of like a couple people when I'm really depressed. I could turn to you. Yeah. A couple other people. But then like, when I am in my dark place, I'm just like, You're I'm like, alone. I'm alone yeah. in my dark place. And it's, and it's funny because I was talking to um, the girl that I took to the party last night. Mm-hmm. She even asked like, about moving. and She's new to the city. So she asked me, like, are you ever, she asked me, are you ever lonely here? And I was like, wow, like, I am, which is weird because, like, I have a lot of friends. I have something to do every weekend. Lately, a lot of friends are saying, well, they're, like, sad that I'm leaving. She was even like, don't leave. You should stay here in Hong Kong. Like, so, and it's, like, really nice stuff to say. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why am I, yeah, well, why am I lonely sometimes? It doesn't make sense, but I don't know. It's just. I don't know. I just, I just feel like. We're destined to be miserable. No, (laughs) I I feel like, because lately, I just feel like some of the people I'm meeting, it's like. Um, and a lot of it could just be, it's, I also, I feel like when I'm really stressed out and this has been a stressful week, I kind of mis, misconstrue the real meaning. It could have been nothing. If I had, was feeling better or just normal, I, it wouldn't have phased me, but because I'm stressed out and just like pissed off at everything, I'm just kind of, you know, misinterpreting stuff. But I just felt like, oh, like, I don't know, people just want to have fun only and not want to like get real and stuff but you're like all right guys enough partying enough of this fucking partying enough fun you, well, now, can stop we, laughing can we just sit in a circle and talk about death for a while <laughs> yes <laughs> yes but you know i mean it's this is kind of like and no but i was suddenly i was like man i just miss having like four friends or just one friend you know what i mean like it's so much easier to just have one person and then because if they can't be there for you, it's like, it's okay. It was only one person. But it's like, if you knew like 20 people and 20 of them can't be there for you, it's like, what's the point then? <laughs> <laughs> that's, still, that's, a, that's like a major, but I know, but I mean, we're lucky to have like this yeah, many friends. Because like, 
I mean, I'm on Reddit a lot, mm-hmm. and like, I like going into the, the really depressing parts of Reddit, mm-hmm. just because I, I just like reading about people's lives who are worse than mine. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people on Reddit posts that are like our age, friends. and they're like, I don't have any friends. I don't know anyone. I am 28. I don't have any friends. I am married. I got married too early. I have no friends. I, I haven't had friends since I was 19 years old. Like, really Merrick the Miserable kind of stuff. I and- just feel like everyone's leaving. Like, not like you per se, but just like but, the but, people I have. So the people I was talking to a lot, like, I feel like they're kind of fading out of my life. And I've tried to, like, talk to them and stuff and it's just not the same anymore. So you're just kind of like, okay, you know what? If it's fading, let it fade. There's no, I don't, I feel like when you try to grab onto well, it. When people are like fading, them. you're not even noticing that other people are, like, new people are replacing them. But they can't just, re- like, as you know, what we joke about. Who's gonna replace you and stuff? But you can't just replace. Like you really can't. Replace I mean, not people. replacing, but uh, yeah, but like. Like even and sometimes it's like, when I have like these new people, and then if because if you are if I'm mentally already thinking, oh, you're gonna replace this other person, I'm gonna have expectations out of them, you know. And so I have I don't want these expectations because they're new people and stuff. But it's, at the same time, I still have these expectations. I'm like, oh, you're not as like. Cool, those other person <laughs> are not cool. You yeah, know what not, I mean? It's not, but it's, it's just it's, not the same. It's an unfair thing. It's it's different, and just like and and I suddenly feel like I have to start over. You know, because I'm I am happy I have all these people in my life that are care about me and will hang out with me and stuff. But I really miss having somebody who I can really like. You know, when you can really connect with somebody. I'm sorry, I'm not that guy. No. Oh, oh, that's no. fine. That's fine. You are. That's why I'm like, who's gonna, who am I gonna talk to? Like when you're gone. Mutually awkward podcast Sunday night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not the same. Like we're gonna have to connect on the podcast. It's just gonna be me, like being sad all the time. I didn't notice during this week though that we always talk about my stories usually towards the end because that's sad hour. <laughs> I now see the pattern. We do. Talk, we do. No, we jump right into your stories. You, uh, we, we usually jump into your stories about your weekend, like no, but briefly. then but I think this time we were like. It was so much because we had talked about this before, and because I wrote, I was tr- starting to say something, and you're like, "Oh, wait, wait, wait. that's too early for that right now." <laughs> 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 now, so we can end. But I don't know. It's not wise because we save the segments for the end, the judgment segment, the cry segment. That's why it has nothing to do with you're, you're overthinking it. The segments are always at the end. That's why. Paige. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> but um, I think when I was saying before how like I guess my problem is. Because I relate to the guys on Reddit who say they don't have any friends. Because when I was like 19 and 20, mm-hmm. I didn't have any friends. Mm-hmm. So I even so even though I feel really lonely sometimes, I'm still kind of shocked. Like, wow, I have a lot of friends now. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, I had a lot of friends in California before moving here. Mm-hmm. And I realized, what, and then, especially even now, like, wow. Like, in this short time in Hong Kong, I've made a lot more friends. And I realized mm-hmm. I've made friends really easily. And I'm going to do the same thing again where I'm feeling really sad to leave them all. And it's like, and 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 it's, and I'm feeling sad, but I'm also feeling really grateful, like how I'm I'm not falling back into how I was, mm. like way back. I think I was always really lucky to have because before I, like I said, I only had like four friends or whatever, but we were really really close. So I think I'm used to having friends, a small group of friends, but I'm super super like close to them. So for me, when I have more friends, but I'm not close to them, like, I just kind of feel like, well, not what's the point, but more just like, well, 
I want friends who I can be really close to. So yeah, what's the point? Just kidding. No. <laughs> no. Like, you know, I mean, I have to give it time and stuff. Yeah, especially with new friends. Yeah. You can't become close to people. Yeah, and true. Like, and think about it. We've all had we've, we've we've all made friends who've tried to get close to us too quickly and we hate them. Yes. It's like what That's the f- so true, you're right. So you, I mean and the thing is <laughs> you're, we hate but them. You're, you're you're watching that, but you're not, luckily you're not doing that where you're trying to force yeah, closeness yeah, yeah. and media. But we've all met people like that and it's like, whoa, whoa, put on the brakes there, buddy. What are you doing? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So I think a lot of it is I'm just like kind of tired where I'm like, okay, back. To the beginning of searching, and this is tiring and stuff, and yeah. Back to life, back to reality, <laughs> back to the present. I don't know, it just reminded me of that song. Back to reality. You know that song, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I have been playing Sims a lot more. You have? Yeah. And Pokemon. Because on Sims, my friends are always there for me. <laughs> They never leave. <laughs> Fuck real life and video and video games. I have everyone I need. Yes. Uh, the internet's a great thing. Yeah, uh. I love games. <laughs> All right, so we're reaching one hour. We're an hour and two minutes and forty-two seconds, forty-three seconds, forty-four. Se- I think it's time to wrap it up. Okay. So this has been episode eight, eight. of Mutually Awkward Podcast. We are coming towards episode nine. Then big episode 10, which will be a big episode because it will either be my final episode in Hong Kong or my first week in L.A. Yeah. So, so stay tuned to find out if we continue have, the podcast or if we like record it in L.A. or if we record it in Hong Kong. Yeah. Um, so this is Paige and Vince signing off. Bye. Nobody.